You're listening to Interviews with Adam. I am your host, Adam Miller, and we are joined today by Michael Card. He's been our guest uh, over the the uh, Easter holiday, talking about his book, um, The Gospel of John, from his Biblical Imagination series. And he's with us now to talk us to us a little bit about uh, music and how the Psalms have influenced his own worship and his own writing in many different ways. So, Michael, thank you so much for being a part of our program again. Thanks, Adam. Uh, why don't you get us started by telling us a little bit about your connection to the Psalms? Because I know that, in particular, uh, uh, the Lament Psalms have an important part in your own life. So tell us a little bit about the Psalms and how they've played into your own worship, as well as some of your writing. Well, I, I, I mean, being a musician, um, I, I've put Psalm 23 and 139, kind of the basic Psalms that people know well, I put to music, but... Um, the psalms I've really engaged with with have been the, the lament psalms, which numerically is most of the psalms. Most of the psalms are, are lament psalms. But in particular, in fact, the, the favorite song of all the 400 songs I've written is a song that's based on Psalm 51. What is it about that psalm that has had such a, an important impact on you? You said it's one of your favorite songs of all of the songs, not just the ones yeah. you've written from the psalms. Uh, what is it about that that uh, strikes you? Well, that, Psalm 51 is the psalm that David writes after the Bathsheba disaster. And, and in that psalm, he realizes that all he has left is all God ever wanted in the first place. It's not the sacrifices of bulls and goats, uh, but the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. And that point, at that point, <laughs> that's really all David has left. And that was a, that was a, a big realization for me um, uh, in my own family, you know, there, there's there've been a lot of deaths, especially uh, deaths of newborns, and uh, that can be a difficult thing to uh, try to understand. And that's what most of the lament psalms are doing. They're asking God, you know, I do not understand what's going on in the world. You know, the the wicked are prospering. Uh, you know, good people are suffering, but uh, they all resolve except Psalm 88. Psalm 88 is the only one that doesn't resolve, but. Otherwise, they all resolve in, in a place of trusting God, uh, despite what's going on. It's interesting, as you look at the uh, Psalms, there's such a, a wide covering of so many different things, whether it's praise, whether it is a j- deeply theological, uh, reverential awe psalm, or a reflective psalm of, of uh, the way that the people of Israel have been brought out of, of danger and into safety, into redemption. And yet these lament psalms, as you mentioned, uh, cover such a large portion of the scriptures. It seems that music in that same way connects with people on an emotional level. And this is probably the easiest way that we connect in those areas that we have experienced great emotion and great sorrow and great sadness, correct? Well, I think so. And, and even, even, the, even the, bigger, the bigger picture, I think, in terms of lament is laments are being honest. We're being honest with God. And I think that's what's missing in a lot of American Christian kind of popular praise music. There's not a lot of honesty. Uh, but, but, you know, David will say, you know, I have messed up my life, and only you, you know, you have to uh, create a clean heart in me. You have to renew a right spirit in me. You're going to have to do it because I've, you know, I, I'm incapable of doing that. And uh, in, a, in a very honest relationship, uh, the psalmist goes to God and says, you know, I may be confused. I may even be angry at you right now, but I'm not going to give up on this, on this dialogue. I'm going to keep crying out to you 
uh, sort of until my this this uh, confusion sort of get it gets exhausted. Psalm 13, I think, is a great example of that, and Psalm uh, 72 is a great example of that. It is interesting. You know, it seems as you mentioned, a lot of modern music, modern Christian music, contemporary Christian music, is very uplifting and very positive, and it doesn't deal with that harsh harsh reality. Uh, we don't like to talk about sin very often, just in general. That's uh, right. But the Psalms are very rich with that deep. Um, depression of our own nature, but yet it has that balanced out nature of God's uh, supremacy, correct? They always resolve, yeah, I think they always resolve back to Psalm 73 as a perfect example, begins very dark, and, but it, it resolves to, you know, you hold me by my right hand, right? Who do I have in heaven but you? And, you know, there's nothing on earth I desire but you, uh, and that God is the strength of my heart, and, but that that psalm is one of the darkest psalms. He, he begins by lamenting that, you know, he has washed his hands in innocence, and he's been uh, righteous, and he's obeyed the commandments, and yet he suffers every morning. And he looks at the wicked, and they are prospering, and they're fat and healthy and all this sort of stuff. And, uh, and, and the, the resolve happens when the presence of God, you know, shows up. God showing up is always the answer in the psalm. I don't know if, if, if God ever answers questions like that. I mean, Job, I think, is the perfect example. God doesn't answer any of Job's questions, but what does God do? He shows up. I mean, the miracle of the book of Job, which is one big long lament, or it's a series of laments, actually, but the miracle of the book of Job is the movement of God. In chapter 1, God's in heaven, and by chapter 42, God shows up with Job. So I think God showing up is always the answer. And, of course, for Christians in the Incarnation, Jesus shows up. Right? That's the answer. Uh, is God showing up? You, you talk about the Psalms being a place of, of real honesty. Um, and David is certainly one of those writers who his whole life was transparent. I mean, he writes Psalm 51. It's a publication that's going to be sung in the temple for thousands of years, pretty much promoting his sin. And yet, uh, that transparency has had such an impact in my life personally. I know in yours as well. Uh, what is what is it about music and the necessity for that honesty that to connect with the hearer, the singer? Well, I, I think music. Uh, Socrates said that the the the, the um, when the soul hears music, it lets down its best guard. And I think there's something about music that um, that it, it helps to engage our hearts. And I don't think that's just with very few people. I think that's what the vast majority of people, even people who don't think of themselves as being musical, uh, they still, there's just that part of your mind and your heart that resonates, I mean, almost literally, with music. And so if you take, if you take music that's, that's, uh, that matches the, the mood of, of the lyric, which is another problem I think that we have with a lot of modern music, that the, the music doesn't match the lyric very well. But when, when you have the two together, uh, uh, you know, almost kind of harmonizing, uh, not exactly the word, but you know what I'm saying. When the, when the mood of the music perfectly match, matches the mood of the words, it is a very powerful thing. I'm not sure who said it, um, and I've quoted it here on, on the program uh, several times, especially when I talk to artists, because uh, I, I appreciate the artist's perspective because I don't have that perspective. I'm a very analytical individual, uh, a very uh, 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 more... Um, uh, grammatical than I am in, in the art of things, but yet uh, I, I appreciate how 
uh, a good artist, someone who can write music uh, such as yourself and can connect a story that it, it paints a picture in our minds. Someone once said, uh, if a picture paints a thousand words, then a poem paints a thousand pictures. There is something about music that brings that story to life, and it, we can take it with us, can't we? That's right. Yeah, right. You can, you can engage by, uh, by singing. Yeah, you, it becomes a part of you. So the the value of the Psalms, when when the Spirit of God was really inspiring these Psalms and putting them uh, pen to paper through the the medium of the David or the other the other authors of these Psalms, uh, really is giving us a a songbook that we can take with us to to meditate on and to to work through in those times of need. It, it has been a place of comfort for so many, and yet it's it's more than that, isn't it? Well, and, and it's not just the Psalms. I mean, you, you see, even even in, uh, in in Exodus, you know, the Song of Miriam. I mean, something happens, and someone writes a song, and Moses, you know, orders everyone to learn the song, and that's so they won't forget it. You know, here we've we've had this engagement with God. Something has happened. God has come through, and uh, as a result, so that we won't ever forget it. We're gonna we're gonna put this to music, and we're gonna sing it. You know, as as a community. Um, I mean, and even Mary and Luke, when, when Mary sings her song after Gabriel tells her she's going to have this remarkable baby, Mary sings a song that's about all the great things God has done. And um, that's so, you know, we won't forget because we tend to forget. Now, music has had uh, uh, has been at the center of a lot of you know conflict in the church, especially in in these days where uh, we go to church. We we usually pick our church based upon the music that they play. That's an unfortunate, uh, sad occurrence because it, uh, uh, it really has become a divisive point as opposed to what it ought to be in a way that really unites us. The Psalms were, uh, as you were saying, it, everyone had to learn the Song of Miriam. Uh, the Psalms have always been a way of bringing people together, haven't they? Yeah, that's that's exactly right, and and to say these are the things, these are the important things that we agree on, not not the things we disagree on, and um, and and we're gonna we're gonna acknowledge all of these things before God, together before God. So we're we're gonna remember that God, you know, you you have shown up in the past for us when we needed you the most, and so now in this current moment, in this whatever the crisis for Israel was at the current moment. Uh, we're going to trust and believe that you're going to do that again, because in history, again and again and again, you've come through for your people. Now, what, I, what I've really appreciated about your music throughout the years is that it is always biblically based in uh, in a story or a psalm or a passage, and it brings that passage to life, and it also brings it to memory. Uh, singing your psalm is a way of also meditating on Scripture. Is that an active part of your your reason for writing music, so that people will be drawn into the words, so that they're they're walking away throughout their week, they're thinking of the song, which is bringing them back to the word? Yes, definitely. It's 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 just another way to get people to engage. I mean, including me. I mean, because I have to I have to engage with it too. Uh, what is the, what your process then for for writing a song? I mean, how much time do you spend in the word and in prayer and uh, lyrically putting things together as well as musically? Uh, how much of that is infused with uh, your devotional life? The, every single song I've written four hundred and fifty songs, and every one happens a different way. Uh, but they they all happen as a response. Sometimes it's from reading a, a whole book. Sometimes it's from reading a few verses. Sometimes it's just something happens in your life and it rem- reminds you of a passage. Uh, yeah, they, I, I, we have in Nashville what we call method songwriters, and uh, 
they, you know, they could tell you, well, I sit down and first I do this and then I do that. But I've never, I've never been able to write music that way. It, it, it's, uh, it's like prayer in that it's listening, uh, but it is also very much a mystery. I do not understand how it works. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's partly, uh, or in large part, uh, the Spirit of God who has used your music um, and as well as your books and your teaching. Uh, to really impact people to grow deeper in their understanding of God's Word and their love and devotion to Christ. So uh, thank you so much for your dedication to uh, being uh, being what I couldn't do. I could never write the music that uh, you've written, but yet I can connect with it and I can recognize it uh, drawing me in closer in my own personal walk with Christ. And I'm sure many of our, our listeners can resonate with that as well. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. We hope you enjoyed this interview made possible by our ministry at Songtime Radio. You can find out more information about our ministry by visiting our website at songtime.com, where you can find this and other interviews on our podcast series, as well as our weekday broadcast, which includes teaching, interviews, and music. We also want to encourage you to sign up for our free monthly newsletter. It's got encouraging articles, and there is no obligation to find out more information about our ministry. Again, visit our website at songtime.com. This ministry is made possible by people just like yourself. We are 100% supported by our listeners. So if you have been blessed today, why not join with the many voices together for that one message, the gospel of Jesus Christ, with your donation to the Songtime ministry. To make a donation, you can do so online at our website at songtime.com, as well as by mail. Write to us at Songtime Radio, P.O. Box 100, Barnstable, Massachusetts, 02630, or give us a call. Make a donation over the phone. It's 508-362-7070. On behalf of our entire Songtime staff and our own Dr. John DeBrine, the founder here at Songtime, who encourages you to grow in grace and not groan in disgrace. From Cape Cod, I'm Adam Miller. God bless. God bless.